Sony. Hello, Canada. Welcome to a special post-election edition of Canadian Common Sense. Less than 45 minutes of unedited, unscripted, and sadly, only so far, uncensored commentary on Canada's issues. Today's date is September 21st, 2021. It is Tony in Saskatchewan. And Lewis out here in BC. I'm not even going to ask how you're doing, my friend, because I know you're just as pissed off as I am. Yeah, I am. I mean, I don't know if you've heard my rant for today, but I did a a post-election thought rant, and um, I've got more to add to it. So, Excellent. Well, we don't have any exact topics to discuss other than the election, so why don't you add to that rant right now? Well... Before I do, why don't you tell the listeners what you told me before we came on air? (laughs) Okay, if there is anything that we can smile about from this election, Canada, it is that not only did Miriam Monsef lose her seat in Peterborough, uh, since she was elected in October of 2015, she and uh, Bernadette Jordans, another cabinet minister who lost her seat last night are 28 days shy of getting that fat juicy $71,000 per year pension out of our pockets. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Justin. Yep. I'm sure the two of them are not very thrilled that they're leader right now. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're not thrilled with their leader anyway, but this is one more reason not to be. Well, and, but but I got to admit, this is one thing I'm happy about with Justin Trudeau. <laughs> yep. Well, and honestly, it gives Miriam Montef more time to spend with her brothers, the Taliban. Yeah. Well, and and I don't know if whose coverage you were watching last night, but I was watching CTV and uh Lisa Laflamme came to Marion Monsef's defense over those comments. And wow. so it's a cultural thing and all this. And I'm like, BS. If it was a cultural thing, she would know that the Taliban aren't going to listen to a woman, especially one speaking in English. Oh, exactly. So, and yeah, I thought- you can't. You can't convince me that she was talking to the Taliban. She wasn't talking to the Taliban. The Taliban aren't listening to her anyway. Well, first, exactly. of all, first of all, she's a minister in the Canadian government, which, let's be real, the Taliban don't give a crap about us. Second of all, they're not listening to a woman because the Taliban don't listen to women. No, exactly. So uh, I I actually did have CTV on last night, but I was actually at Maxime Bernier's very temporary campaign headquarters in Saskatoon last night. So CTV and Rebel News both had feeds going coming in, but neither of them had sound, so I wasn't able to hear any of the commentary. Oh well, lucky you. Yes, it sounds like it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing that really irritated me about last night. I got home and I sat down for dinner with my family. We had the uh, election on in the background 
And what do I hear? I hear Lisa Laflamme and the other anal- like analysts and Evan Solomon and I talking about how Serb is really hurting small businesses across the country. Really? And I'm like, where was this during the campaign? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and you know why it didn't come out until last night. No, but that's what they were talking about it openly on the air last night. And I'm like, you SOBs. Yeah, there's no reason they could not have brought that up all a month ago. Yeah. No, I, I was so angry that I think um, my kids went went upstairs to play video games after that. Because um, I don't think they wanted to be around me at that point. <laughs> I, I was so angry. Because as our listeners know, I am a small business owner. And Serb has been kicking my ass all year because I can't find employees. And nobody in the media was talking about it. Until last night, after everyone voted. Yep. And you know what's funny is another thing the talking heads have said, and I agree with them on this one, there was no ballot question. I mean, there was no central issue to this campaign other than Justin just felt like he could get a majority, so he figured he'd pull the trigger. Yeah, and he said, and he he kept claiming throughout the campaign that this was... That, that Canadians deserve to say in how we recover from COVID. Well, why? If you were doing such a great job, why would you need a mandate to recover from a pandemic that you were, you know, in quotation marks, leading us through? And not to mention, I didn't hear a goddamn thing about how he was going to get us out of this. I mean, if that's what the election was over, was was how, who's going to lead us out and how are they going to get us out? We didn't have, we didn't hear anything about that from him. And the uh, he he kept saying this was about how we're going to recover from COVID, except he made it about guns. Yeah, I mean, if it was about getting through COVID, Aaron O'Toole actually had a plan. There's five point recovery plan. And yeah, you're right. Justin Trudeau has wanted to talk about guns and homophobia and racism and abortion and everything else that he couldn't make stick to O'Toole, except the gun issue because O'Toole fell for it. Yeah, he fell for it 100 percent. And I'm sorry to any conservative voter out there who doesn't agree with me, but O'Toole is the reason. The Conservatives lost this election because I because just like in 2019, not not as evident as in 2019, but this election was the Conservatives to lose. And they did, just like in 2019, except in 2019, the Liberals actually handed the win on a silver platter to the Conservatives, and they still lost. So we ended up after this election, the seats were virtually identical to what they were after the 2019 election. Yep, pathetic, you know. And it was pointless. Totally, yeah. And it was, it's funny, we labeled our 
titled our last full episode, The Seinfeld Election Comes to an End. And I guess we're on the same sort of wavelength as a lot of other commentators out there, because I hear that term a lot, the Seinfeld election. Because it was. It was an election about nothing, and it returned, well, no results, like you say. Everybody has virtually the exact same number of seats they had at the solution. So I've heard it referred to today as a $612 million cabinet shuffle, because Justin Trudeau has to replace three cabinet ministers. Yeah. Well, now... I don't know if you heard the uh, CTV interview with um, Margaret Trudeau last night. I did not. Yeah. Well, she's she's a nutcase. Um, She was there saying that Justin is such a kind man and he never attacks, but he's always being attacked. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, you're an idiot. And on top of that, she said something last night that nobody has picked up on. And I find it absolutely amazing that, well, maybe they did pick up on it, but they're covering it up. She she alluded to a coalition between Jagmeet Singh and Justin Trudeau last night. Oh. And as soon as she realized what she was saying, she changed the subject and was wondering why she's all of a sudden the center of attention at the at the uh, uh, at the um, uh, the rally. Well, and, well, well, yeah, I'm the and and as far as I can tell, I'm the only one who is even talking about this publicly. Nobody in the media even picked up on it. Yeah, well, I mean. I get that. I mean, I'm not surprised that such a coalition would be made, but that does not uh, sit well for our democracy at all. No. And now, I said before the election, I said that if Justin Trudeau wins, I would write the referendum question myself. You did say that. I don't know that the appetite is there. I'm not hearing a whole bunch of people saying we should separate. Um, and I'll be honest. I, I can't place all the blame at Southern Ontario this time. The last election I certainly could, but this election I can't. Because yes... The Conservatives lost the seats they had in the GTA. But they also lost, or sorry, the the Liberals also picked up eight seats in Vancouver. They also picked up a seat in Alberta. Possibly two. Yeah. I mean, this is... I can't lay the blame at Southern Ontario after this election. So I don't know that Western separation is really a thing right now because it seems that the West kind of warmed up to the Liberals. Well, you can say that the Lower Mainland warmed up to the Liberals, and you can say that 
Edmonton and Calgary. Um, Randy Watson on Edmonton, that, that one is still being contested. So he may return to Parliament. He may not. But one of the, uh, I think it might have been Brian Lilly, who had suggested that the conservative epicenter has left Alberta and has moved to, to Saskatchewan. And I have to give him that because the only riding that is even close in Saskatchewan is, of course, mine, Saskatoon West. But the Conservative was ahead by 2,500 votes as of last night. And there are 2,506 mail-in ballots to count. So all that Brad Redekop needs is maybe four or five of those mail-in ballot votes to be for him. And every single other one could be for the NDP, and he would still win. Good. Yeah, so Saskatchewan will be a sweep again for the Conservatives. But... I can see where you're going, and I can get that. But at the same time, I met the former interim leader for the Buffalo Party of Saskatchewan last night. That is the Provincial Separatist Party. Uh, Wade here is his name. And we had a good little chat, and I just told him, you know, get ready for your phone lines to go off the hook, because I really think there's going to be uh, a lot of disaffected conservative types here who are and actually i've heard it all day where i've been around people who have just said you know what we we don't have a voice it doesn't matter what we do so uh i joined you and said i would write the referendum question as well and i'm ready i got my pen in hand oh i'm i'm still ready don't get me wrong i just don't know if the appetite is there for it with the way that that some of the the like urban centers in the west uh, increased their votes for the Liberals this time. So I I don't know because, I mean, those people would get a vote in the referendum too. And I just, with the majority of the population being in those urban centers, I just don't see it being something that passes. But um, I I mean, right now, I'm all for it. I I would separate tomorrow if we could. It, it's... I'm just so disappointed in in, in all the, these people that voted liberal. I mean, it's like that. I, I I think I sent it to you where it said, dear liberals, what will it take for you to stop supporting Justin Trudeau? And yeah. and it was like sexual assault what didn't do it, uh, as in the kokanee groper. Um uh scandals didn't do it blackface didn't do it tax increases didn't do it uh we charity didn't do it uh ethics breaches didn't do it um so what what the hell will do it well exactly and uh I did hear a good point on uh, proportional representation I wanted to share with you and our listeners. Uh, Maxine Bernier last night had made a comment in his, his concession speech that if we had proportional representation, there would be, be 20 PPC MPs, which really would be about 17. But anyway, splitting hairs. And I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's a military police officer, and he, we always talk politics. And he said, if we ever went to, to a proportional representation system, then the election would not even be about Ontario and Quebec. It would be about Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal. And I thought that's a good point because that's where the population centers are and nobody else would matter. Exactly. Not, not only that, 
um, we would be in a perpetual state of minority governments with elections every 18 months, like Italy. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, a terrible no, situation. I'm surprised that Max Bernier actually even brought that up. Because uh, yeah, you know, and, I, and I think I might said this. Sorry, I think I might have said this to you. Even that uh, I'm really surprised that you know, even I was approaching 50 years old, and here I am thanking a lawyer from Quebec for standing up for my freedoms as a Canadian. I never, I never, never, ever thought those words would come out of my mouth speaking to a lawyer from Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, but here's the thing. Okay. Everybody's talking about the PPC today and how if the PPC's vote had gone to the conservatives, the conservatives would have like a majority government. Um, I think it, it, 18 it, writings, I think, or something. Except that it, they wouldn't have. No. Um, I mean, the, I, I think what was the PPC vote that actually would have won a riding? I think it's like half a dozen or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, very few. And they can't just say, they can't, it's dishonest to suggest that every single PPC vote had came from the conservatives because it's just not true. I mean, there was that hippie lady in Edmonton who was homeschooling her kids on an earth curriculum. She would not have been a conservative voter before. And there was a lot of PPC supporters who had never voted before. And what I saw last night was a whole lot of Gen Z and millennials out there, likely who have not voted before either. So we're not just talking disaffected conservatives. No, and, and actually some some people who, who joined the PPC were NDPers. So yeah, I, I, think, I think it's it's a total uh, misrepresentation of uh, the PPC that to say that they would have all voted conservative. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, and here's the thing I think, and I hate to say this, but I really do think that the PPC is dead in the water. Um, their leader can't even not only win his riding, but he can't even finish second. Actually, he can't even finish third. Well, and he didn't even campaign there. So he was asking for a, for a loss. But I will but he, say there's enthusiasm there. But when the leader of your party only only finishes fourth, I, I think your party is DOA. And, and, and the same thing with the Green Party. I mean, I was shocked that they actually got two seats. I mean, I expected Elizabeth May to win. Uh, because the people in her riding are, are crazy fanatics, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, but I mean, Anna Me Paul, which I, I gotta be honest, I'm not surprised she didn't win her seat, but the fact that she finished fourth, uh, is, is quite shocking. Um, I mean, and, and it's crazy how the knives came out immediately in the media about her. As soon as they found out she finished fourth, then they were going, oh, she didn't get along with the other candidates. She, you know, yada, yada, yada. That They just started <laughs> slamming her, right? Yeah. And even Elizabeth May said, oh, I haven't talked to her in so long and all of this. Like, she, everybody just tore her apart. Um, no, I just, I just think that the, the PPC, unless they have 
a different leader because unfortunately Max Bernier has been painted with a real ugly brush uh, that I don't think he's going to be able to shake. Um, unless they get a different leader who is charismatic and can get their message across without uh, being accused of being a, a, an extremist or a white supremacist or a racist or a bigot of any kind, I, I think the party is DOA. Um, I I don't see the conservatives. I, if the conservatives do the right thing and dump O'Toole, um, there's got to be a draft Pierre Polyev uh, campaign going because I'm sorry, but that guy is bigger than the party now. They need him badly. Okay, well, let's actually, I don't know where time is limited, so why don't we uh, discuss leadership? Um, Maxime Bernier actually has said he w- would be open to a leadership review, so that's at least a good start. Now, uh, you mentioned Aaron O'Toole, and he's the, the his speech last night was not really a concession speech, almost an appeal to his party not to dump him. So yeah. uh, we'll read into that what we will. I do want to make a comment about Justin Trudeau's future because I think Canada, that is our shining light at the end of the tunnel. And there's very, very few bright lights other than Miriam Monsef. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> but I think that Justin Trudeau is on the way out. I think the party has seen, we talked about this before the election even, that if he couldn't deliver a majority, in fact, he couldn't even really increase their popular vote. If they lost more of the popular vote, I think the party is going to see him as being unelectable and see him as more of an anchor where, because his own polling was actually below the polling of the party. So yeah, I think that the, the, the party themselves are going to turn on him quickly. Yeah. And I think it's going to happen pretty quick here. Um, I, and I think you're going to hear, start hearing murmurs uh, of sitting MPs and like that are going to be, you know, anonymous. Um, and I, I think that you're going to start hearing that people want to dump them because I mean, they just went through an election that was completely unnecessary and it changed nothing. Yep. That's right. And he's now a liability. So I think, yeah, yeah. I think that there's going to be, you're right. It's going to be very much hidden rumors and, you know, anonymous sources, people who didn't want to give their name. But, yeah, I think the mud will start flying. Yeah, absolutely. But who's so, next? Yeah. No, I just, I, I think there's going to be a lot of leadership changes with the parties, all of them. Well, I think the Jagmeet Singh is, uh, is going to wear his welcome out. I mean, I know he's relatively new on the scene, but. Again, he couldn't increase his seat count. He, I think they went up by two. But, I mean, they're not back to where he was when he assumed the leadership, put it that way. Nope. Two elections, and he lost a ton of seats in his first one and uh, and then didn't bar- barely improved on the, on it in the second one. Yeah, so I... Uh... I think that the NDP, one of their uh, strategists today on the radio had said the NDP had to start, stop aiming for bronze and actually go for gold. Yeah. Hey, who else said that? 
You. I did. <laughs> God damn it, I was right again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All there right. We, go, we can wrap it right there. Lewis was yep. right again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, Canada, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us through the election. Uh, hopefully we don't get censored soon. And uh, we will resume our once a week episodes um, soon. So thank you for listening. And uh, from Lewis out here in BC, good night. And Tony in Saskatchewan, good night, Canada. and Tony.